Santo Multiversal Boo! Your guide to the comic book multiverse. Now in podcast boy. I'm Spook Scare. And I'm Devin. Hi, Devin. And I'm Luke. And this week, we're talking about... Marvel Zombies 2 and 3. You mean they're getting a twofer? Yep. Two for the price of one. Double feature. A spooky double feature. Like we are your drive-in. When was the last time you went to a drive-in theater? I've never been to a drive-in theater. Oh. Well. It's an experience. I've wanted to go, but no, I've never been. Hmm. Well, I'm trying to think. The what? Yeah, you're not going to be back down here for a while, so... Yeah, maybe sometime if you come in the summertime, summertime, some, some, summertime, summertime, we can go and see something. But you also yes. need, like, the right movie to see in the drive-in where you don't really care about catching all of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I think one time I saw Step Brothers in year one. Dang. Mm-hmm. But we're not here to talk about movies. For that, you can see our new podcast, Devinema and the Art de Luke. Now available on Spotify. But Marvel Zombies 2, numbers 1 through 5, which came out in October 2007, was written by Robert Kirkman, with art by Sean Phillips, colors by Jun Chung, letters by Russ Wutan, and we are once again on Earth. 2149. And Devin, can you give a brief summary of what happened in Marvel Zombies 1? Yeah, sure. Um, basically, a zombified version of the Sentry showed up, started infecting all the major superhumans. Uh, pretty much everyone is dead. Galactus shows up with the Silver Surfer. A few remaining ones end up eating him, and then they take off into space to try to find more food. Yep, and so since then we've also gotten a bit more definition. Uh, last week we saw them basically fighting uh, the Fantastic Four, who were in, which included Black Panther and Storm at the time. And two weeks ago we saw how the Necronomicon from Army of Darkness tied into that. But. Uh, this week, we're starting off with our Cosmic Zombies Iron Man, Giant Man Hulk, Wolverine, Spider-Man, and Luke Cage, who have now been joined by Gladiator of the Shi'ar Empire, Thanos, Fire Lord, and Jean Grey, because they've reached the edge of the universe, and tempers are running high, which leads to Hulk killing Thanos. And that's when Giant Man was like, oh, hey, you remember how on Earth they try to make that machine to escape the horrible planet that we left behind. Let's go back and use it. And Spider-Man, meanwhile, is worried that the hunger is leaving him. Just like Uncle Ben and Aunt May and Mary Jane and everyone else who loved him in his life. 
Poor zombie well, Peter. Though he did like eating most of them. Truth. So. Mm-hmm. He probably secretly ate Uncle Ben. We just don't know. That's in Marvel Zombies 1.5. Meanwhile, but on not Earth, yeah. Meanwhile, on Earth, T'Challa's grandson Kashamba finds Hawkeye's head and brings it back to New Wakanda, where Forge is warning T'Challa and his wife Lisa, a former acolyte of Magneto, who we lo- who we know and learn nothing about. Truth. Like Lisa doesn't even have a mainstream universe uh, equivalent, which I thought was weird. Yeah. She was a very much a throwaway character in the story. Which is weird because you could have given a woman some agency, but <laughs> not Robert Kirks. Well, he gives so... a lot of women agency in other books he writes. Don't completely dismiss the Kirk and Luke. I heard oh, that dismissive my. tone. Well, in this one, he definitely doesn't. But, I mean, there were, like, so many female acolytes who he could have added in. And uh, Forge, though, is worried that the children of Cortez, Fabian Cortez, will turn their back on him because the acolytes just love forming cults to Magneto. I mean, who doesn't? Mm -hmm. I mean, like, I'm, like, in three cults to Magneto. Yeah, but are they ones where they think that Magneto will kill everybody and wants a mutant master race? I think one is. Yeah, that's the one you gotta get out of, because that's... Did you join the Brotherhood of Magneto? Yeah, I think that's the, that's what they call themselves. Do they know you don't have mutant powers, Devin? No. Are they always talking about how much like how awful the flat scans are oh for sure i did a couple card tricks though and they think that's a mutant power did you do that one where you can guess their card but really just like flipped it upside down and slid it into the deck back oh you know it they're going to catch on Devin. they have mind readers in that group no they got booted out people were uncomfortable with them around did you did you push to get them kicked out? Maybe. Okay. Well, if a guy named Cortez shows up, make sure to get the hell out of there. Okay. And join the X-Men. So Janet, who is a zombie head on a robot body, returns with Reynolds, who was another acolyte who has forge-like powers, also is not based on a canonical acolyte. And they talk about how like, all the zombies they knew are losing their hunger now. And Hawkeye doesn't even hunger anymore, so they decide to put him onto one of Janet's old robot bodies. And then on the way back, the cosmic zombies eat Ego, the living planet. Which really should have led somewhere, but I don't... I feel like it just doesn't go no. anywhere. Which is a shame. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, it would be great if what happens at the end happened, and then it's like, but Ego still hungers, and then he eats the earth. But that does not happen. So, meanwhile, Malcolm Cortez 
wants to be the new ruler. And so at night he sends in an assassin who brutally disembowels T'Challa with a knife. So Janda fights him to save him. And then she goes after Lisa, but T'Challa stops her and they feast on the assassin. And Lisa is just not ready to deal with this stuff. She hasn't had her coffee yet. She so, takes him to couples therapy and sticks her, him and Janet into a jail cell. Mm-hmm. And that's when Malcolm prepares to take over and mentions how Forge's daughter married to Chala's son. And so Forge has to be careful. We never see his daughter. And like we explicitly hear how his uh, son died, but. I assume that they both died at the same time. Probably. I think that was mentioned briefly in one of the mentionings of the incident. The incident. The child. The tithe. So, Forge has to be careful at night, and uh, Malcolm thinks that like Forge has given up, but then Forge, Reynolds, and Hawkeye move to get Janet and T'Challa out of the jail cell, but Malcolm's like, oh yeah, but I captured your wife and your grandson, and we're going to have an uprising. But like after 20 different mopey scenes where it's like, Spider-Man, shut up, we hate you, complaining all the time. In space, the zombies have shown back up on Earth. And initially they want to start a breeding program, but Spider-Man has had enough. He attacks the other zombies, which give the humans time to escape. And Reynolds throws up an energy shield, but unfortunately, Gladiator and the top half of Luke Cage are inside, along with Spider-Man. So T'Challa, Spider-Man, and Luke Cage fight Gladiator, taking a lot of damage, until Ford shows up in some old-school Iron Man armor, which does not make sense, and finishes him off. Because it's like that suit that Tony made in the cave, mm-hmm. which I feel like they only used so they could redo that Iron Man cover. I don't think that matters because they were making they were redoing a bunch of covers that had nothing to do with the story. Yeah, but why would Forge only make like that Gen One one? Because Forge is dumb. Forge can't handle the higher tech stuff, Luke. Hey, you know who survived. Oh, wait, no, that'd be a... That would be spoilers. Uh, So, uh, Tony gets pissed off. So the zombies head to the Baxter building to try and find the portal. But that's when the Baxter building defenses attack them. And meanwhile, Forge and Reynolds have worked together to catch the zombies on their side. And Malcolm is angry. Reynolds and Janet kiss, which is... Hecka gross. Uh, and when they explain why the zombies returned, Forge is like, oh yeah, I stole that teleporter years ago. And set up all the defenses. So they know that the zombies will be back, and Reynolds pulls out his secret weapon. He put the dead Colonel America's brain into T'Challa's son, T'Challa, who now only speaks in Colonel America quotes. This is also a character that really went nowhere. Oh, Colonel America? I was mildly disappointed with that. Yeah. He was like, you made all this big deal about how you did this, that he really didn't do it. Except to be an affront to God and man. Well, yeah. So, after calming T'Challa down, the zombies return, and they work to trick the zombies by briefly dropping the shields and then restarting them. 
but Iron Man and Bruce Banner get inside the base, and Iron Man runs into Colonel America and Forge. Outside, Hank Pym smushes T'Challa and Janet, and inside, the zombie Bruce Banner attacks Reynolds and turns off the shields, letting the other zombies in. And Giant Man uh, goes to eat Lisa until he realizes the hunger is gone, and he asks the other zombies to stop too. Malcolm is angry because the zombies are like, oh, we're, we're really sorry that we, like, genocided multiple planets. And Giant Man is like, yeah, and you don't know what it was like. We, we had a hunger. But then Hulk bursts in and they're like, oh, well, we don't have time to have a nuanced discussion about what you are and are not accountable for. And so Hulk kills the Phoenix and then Hawkeye and Fire Lord and Iron Man really quickly. Also, there's a pretty good recurring bit where Fire Lord was missing part of his jaw, so he would just be like, rah, rah, and everyone else would be like, oh, good point, Fire Lord. I also like crazy zombie Hawkeye screaming, die, you fascist. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I posted those panels, and it's like, hey, it's Democratic candidates in 2018. <laughs> Because he, uh, Hawkeye shoots giant man. <laughs> the arrows do nothing. <laughs> and then he's like, be my friend. <laughs> uh, and so Reynolds sacrifices himself and lets himself get eaten. Which is probably a sexual thing for him. Also, I finally re remembered what Reynolds reminded me of. And it's Reynolds from the Cheat Commandos. I don't know what that is, Luke. From Homestar Runner? I vaguely ever used Homestar Runner. <sighs> Devin. Uh, alternately, you can say Pat Reynolds, the asshole from Akewood. Uh, so, uh, Bruce, or, so the Hulk turns back into Bruce Banner, asks for help, or asks for death, and he gets murdered by multiple cosmic blasts. They work to rebuild. They find Janet's zombie head and decide to work on the portal. That is when Malcolm reveals to the zombies that he kept the portal from working so he could take over, which somehow he was like, yeah, I stole missing, or I stole parts years ago, and Forge never found out. It's like, Forge, why? How did you not? Forge is bad in this. And uh, so... He also killed T'Challa, presumably T'Challa's wife, and then he teleports the zombies away and knocks Forge out, who is like, what have you done? And that's the end of this universe. Except that it isn't. <sighs> we then go to Marvel Zombies 3, issues 1 through 4, which was written in December 2008 by Fred Van Lente. With art by Kev Walker. Letters by Russ Wooton. Colors by Jean-Francois Biollier. In the swamps of Citrusville in Florida, the initiative team, the Command, which consists of the Aquarian, the Conquistador, Jennifer Kale, and Siege, respond to a distress call. Uh, do you remember what the initiative w it was, Devin? Yeah, it's after Civil War. Everyone who's registered, all the 50 states get their own cool super team. But only like 26 of the states ever actually had their teams revealed. Yeah. 
It was a great idea. They should have kept with it, and it was a lot better than that time that they tried to do 50 State Avengers covers. Agreed. Oh, the initiative was actually super cool. Well, it was cool, but a lot of them didn't make sense. We did an episode on that before. Oh, oh, oh! wait, the initiative was really cool, yes. Yeah, no, the initiative was really cool. Uh, what do you know about the Aquarian? Yeah, that part. I, I, I didn't know anything about this team. Uh, he's pretty much literal space Jesus. The Conquistador uh, drank the waters of mortal youth. And there's apparently like two of them. Uh, Jennifer Kale uh, was from the old Man-Thing comics. She ended up turning out to be like super important to cosmology and has witch powers. And then Siege is like, what if U.S. agent was even more of an asshole and was also a cyborg? U.S. agent is, what if Captain America was incredibly right-wing? And then he lost his legs one time. He's more or less Soldier 76. Is Soldier 76 super conservative? I don't know. One of his voice lines I can make him say is, get off my lawn. <laughs> I don't think that makes him really conservative. He just may be very picky about grass. Well, probably. But yeah, they are quickly set upon... Oh, and uh, Siege, like his stuff, he's pretty much also knockoff Deathlock. The android man. Everyone loves Deathlock. Mm-hmm. Talk to your kids about Deathlock today. But, I mean, Deathlock also came up last week on the show, so... Mm-hmm. Is Deathlock ready for a return? More on this at 11. I'll see you in, like, two hours... Or an hour and a half, and we can have Death Talk on Deathlock. Deathlock, Deathlock? Mm-hmm. That D-O-D-T? Oh yeah. So they are responding to a distress call. They are set upon by zombies who bite and infect the Conquistador who explodes into holy water. Uh, and then Siege gets bitten and then Zombie Deadpool shows up. He uh, attacks Jennifer Kale in the arms, preventing her from doing magic. Bites the Aquarian and so the Aquarian pushes Deadpool into a speedboat turbine. And he's able to use his Space Jesus powers to fight the infection. And they call for backup only for Siege to return as a zombie, but his cyborg parts realize he is sick and destroy his flesh thanks to an override from armor. So, meanwhile, in armor, the alternate reality monitoring and operational response agency, Morbius, the living vampire, meets with Portal, aka Charles Little Sky, the director of armor, who is also a former Avengers side character. And he has teleportation powers, and he also has uh, Darkhawk armor. Like, I didn't know how much of this was, like, Fred Van Lente coming up with stuff. He did come up with armor. This was the first canonical uh, appearance of it. But, like, it's neat that he brought in an indigenous character mm -hmm. who does not have, like, spiritual powers and who is in charge of an organization. He's like what Forge wishes he could be. Basically. And he has Darkhawk armor. Mm hmm And so he has called in Aaron Stack, the machine man, fresh out of the Brian Reed Miss Marvel run, 
into the secret armor base to help. We gotta talk about Machine Man, Devin. He's one of Luke's favorite characters. Machine Man is very good, because he spun out of Jack Kirby's 2000 AD movie uh, adaptation comic, because it went longer than the movie uh, adaptation did. And so he was an android. Uh, it was 2001 Space Odyssey. Yeah, sorry, 2000. <laughs> I really want to see Jack Kirby doing Judge Dredd now. And that would be great, but... The justice that is to come. Yeah, he would have been amazing, Judge Dredd. Mm -hmm. uh, so... Uh, yeah, he eventually gained sentience unlike the other ones, but, I mean, the best stuff that sort of reinvented him was in Next Wave, Agents of Hate! Which, theoretically, we could cover that sometime. Because it's been... I thought they retconned it so that it's canon. Yeah, that, but it does feature stuff from alternate universes. Oh, okay. Because there's that scene where four Bushman traps everybody in their own living hell. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so... Did I tell you that ever how I randomly found issue one signed by Stuart Ibbett in a half-price books for 50 cents? Nice. Yeah. In the clearance section. Did I ever tell you about the time that I got it? My uh, trade copy signed by Stuart Ibbett at SPX. And he was like, did you have to sneak that in your bag so they wouldn't catch you? And I was like, yes. Nice. Mm -hmm. So they recognized the zombies have found a way into the universe, and their only solution is to find a cure by getting human blood from that universe. And Machine Man doesn't want to go until he sees Jocasta, who was the android whose mind was based on Janet Van Dyne, who was created by Ultron, which was kind of weird because he wanted to fuck his own daughter as well. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, Machine Man and Jocasta previously had some stuff going on uh, back when they had both been in the Avengers for a hot moment. And he doesn't want her to go in. So, Charles is like, all right, well, I guess you're going along with us. So, he puts on his Darkhawk armor uh, and drops him off in the zombie world. And we then see in the real base the real Morbius, the living vampire from this universe, is being drugged. And the other Morbius is a zombie in disguise, which is why the first time that uh, the Marvel Collector Core box did the like zombie bump, you could get the Morbius zombie variant. That's neat. Well, I had no idea why they had it, because I got that zombie variant, and I was like, man, I would have preferred to just have normal Morbius. But now you know. Mm-hmm. So, Machine Man and Jocasta are dropped off with eight hours on the clock, and this is presumably sometime after the initial Marvel Zombies series, because it's in that weird point where the Cosmic Zombies left the Earth, Black Panther and his team left the planet, and so the two androids have a lot of baggage, and they get attacked by Angel, Vulture, Beak, who can fly in this universe, and Falcon, who they easily kill, and Machine Man, who at the time is going by Aaron Stack, really enjoys it, because he gets to kill all those flesh ones. 
we are then introduced to Kingpin, who has an operation here where zombies can bring him canned food and then get access to the pins. And he is visited by the zombie and humans. Uh, and so the androids use this as a time to sneak in and find out what is happening. And it turns out that because the jackal was turned into a zombie, he's just making clones of people that they can eat. With, you know under the, uh, that was a genius move, Jackal. Oh, yeah. Mad props. Like, this story shows so much more thought than any of the Kirkman stuff did. In terms of like, oh, yeah, this is set in the Marvel Universe. Oh, for sure. And so the two androids stumble into Vanessa Fisk, who is Kingpin's still human wife, which is why he has them bringing in food. And when the cosmic zombies left for the first time, Kingpin was like, oh, hey, I'm going to run this shit because I've got the willpower to do it. And they're able to do and they are able to get a blood sample from Vanessa and the pair turn to run. But Machine Man empathizes with all of these cloned humans because they're like him, an android, a robot made to be used and discarded. And so he's like, all right, Jocasta, you go take this sample. I'm going to fuck some zombie shit up. And so he kills a bunch of zombies, including Stiltman. And there's that great panel where he's like, we could have been like brothers. And Stiltman's like, really? And he just gets shot in the head. But he is taking damage until he runs into Doctor Strange and the Kingpin. And the Kingpin explains that Doctor Strange can only cast two spells. One to summon mana, which the zombies can't eat, and the other to see into another world, which is where they came up with their plan, where they are going to infect the initiative and the rest of the world with a fake vaccine that the zombie Morbius is working on. So Machine Man tries to call and warn Armor, but Wanda is using vision to block the signal. I enjoyed uh, that. I enjoyed that uh, yeah. little moment there. Please, yeah, Wanda, give me a kiss for old time's sake. No, my head hurts. Because <laughs> vision is pretty much just hooked up to a machine. Poor and, vision. Mm-hmm. So Machine Man steals Ghost Rider's bike and takes off before exploding the bike. Because I love when Machine Man just goes hard as a motherfucker. Mm -hmm. And back at Armor, an agent finds the real Morbius. So Zombie Morbius infects her. She infects another agent and everything starts to break down. Jocasta meets with Little Sky and they leave behind Machine Man in this universe where he has been torn apart and he is alone. Black Bolt and Fisk go on a hunt for Machine Man. While Jocasta and Little Sky return, they uh, kill er, and they find Morbius and his zombie army uh, have pretty much taken over the base. Jocasta is asked to go lock down the teleporters, which are the only way in and out of the base. And along the way, she runs into Captain Mexica, uh, who comes from a universe where the Aztec uni where the Aztec Empire never fell. Meanwhile, the zombies that hunted Machine Man found his corpse, but it was a hologram trap. So Machine Man kills them, takes Zombie Lockjaw, is able to pop back into the 616, kills the zombie agents, uh, puts a grenade in a brain and throws it, which kills Lockjaw. 
Zombie Morbius pops up, and the real Morbius shakes him through the heart with a tree. Machine Man kills Captain Mexica and then declares his greatness and decides to stop calling himself Aaron. He and Jocasta then share a kiss. Back on the zombie world, Black Bolt, who is able to talk in this world and he is really verbose, realizes that they are screwed. And Kingpin has eaten Vanessa because he eats when he gets stressed out. And then director Little Sky sends the androids home because their job is done and he has Morbius work on his new team to deal with the zombies, the Midnight Suns. And that's the end. Find out more about the Midnight Suns next week. Zombies 4. And we're also going to be doing... uh, Oh yeah, no, next week we're just doing Zombies 4, because the week after, even though it's November, we're still going to cover some zombie stuff with Deadpool Merc with a Mouth. But that's in two weeks, so... (sighs) I really liked the third one. The second one's alright, but it just doesn't... It just doesn't have that Marvel Universe bullshit that I love. Agreed. I thought it was a step in the right direction. It was better than the first one. Yes. Because he actually wrote... Kirkman wrote more of a plot. And it... Like, I feel like the worst thing is the Fantastic Four, where they're just cracking, or was Black Panther, where they're just cracking jokes the entire time, but they're not funny. And it's like, ah, you're genociding multiple planets. Yes. But, yeah. Where Kirkman at least brought some of their, like, personalities back, but he wrote it much better. Yes. So we've got two universes. Oh, also not, I noticed that their purple suits were all gone in this one. Uh, no, Hulk still had the Galactus up his pants. They were mostly gone. They were mostly gone. Okay. Because there's still details on it. But uh, we have two universes to add on this week because this is finally the last appearance of the Earth 2149 that actually adds like new stuff into it. And then we have Earth-1519, which is the Captain Mexica universe. So are you ready to rank them on the Trials of the Multiverse? Let's do it, Luke. Uh-uh, working together. Uh-uh, dying together. Uh-uh, returning from the dead together. Uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh. Uh, so Earth-2149, the Marvel Zombies universe. Uh, how do you feel about it compared to... Superman Red Sun. It's better than the Red Sun. I'm going to disagree with you on that. Fight me, Luke. Fight uh, me, I IRL. Uh, we have to take into account the Fantastic Four stuff that was really not good. Fine. You like some of the boring stuff? Fair. Uh, how do you feel about never been written. Okay, how do you feel about it compared to Egyptia? Fine, it's better than Egyptia. Uh, so then between that is the world where Superman made a world that made Superman, or the world Superman made that made Superman better or worse. That was from All-Star Superman. Worse, I guess. Okay, so our new number 76 is Earth 2149. 
Marvel Zombies Universe. And then we have uh, the Captain Mexica Universe, Earth 1519. Uh, how do you feel about this compared to these American Civil War Captain America? Not as good. Uh, a lot better or a lot worse? Worse. Uh, let's find some other Captains America. Uh, how do you feel about it compared to American Civil War Batman? Uh, better than that one. Uh, a lot or a little? Um, a little. The internet existed in 1975? Not as good. Uh, Viva Las Vegas Luke, Elsa Bloodstone, Zombies on Lizards? Better than that. Okay, so our new number 170 is Earth 1519. Captain Mexico of the Aztec Empire. And then we got in a question this week. So I'm going to pull that up. So friend of the show The Beverage who is Tuck Hurst uh, Jack-O-Lantern Knife Oni wants to know which Marvel zombie do you want to eat you? What's your take, Luke? Uh, I feel like the Hulk because he would be over quickly. Yeah, I kind of felt that way, too. Him or Giant Man, because Giant Man kind of goes one pop. Yeah, but I mean, the one pop isn't necessarily what you want, because if they swallow you whole, you're just going to be digesting inside of a zombie for a while. Yeah. Hulk, Hulk will, like, eat you in half. Fair. Or Spider-Man, because so, he'll feel bad about it. I'd want Spider-Man to feel bad about something he has no control over. Plus, I, I, I'd like to enjoy meeting Spider-Man a bit more. But you'd be dead, so you're not going to. This is your closest chance to get up in personal, Luke. <laughs> Inside with Spider-Man. Uh, so, I hope you enjoyed your Vore question, Tucker. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, next week we're covering more Marvel Zombies with Marvel Zombies 4, number 1 through 4, featuring those Midnight Suns. And uh, so you can send in questions about all the Midnight Suns. Then it's going to be a short one. And uh, I think that wraps us up for this week. Uh, Devin, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me online at Fred Fett. That's F-R-E-D-D-O-F-E-T-T. Luke, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at, at Coltreg, that's K-O-L-T-R-E-G. Uh, you can find both of us over on the Exiled Podcast at exiledpodcast.com. And you can also find me on the John Wiki Podcast at johnwiki.com. And uh, yeah, Multiversal Q is currently a weekly podcast. We are Patreon-supported, where your money helps us to afford things like marvel unlimited and other weird ass comics we need to buy and it gets me some compensation for the time that we put into 
uh, recording and editing and researching these episodes. So, I think that wraps us up for this week, buddy. I agree. Uh, follow us on Twitter at MultiversalQ and find us on Facebook, where we got a Facebook page if you're still using Facebook, which can't blame you if you're not. Uh, we'll be back next week. Until then, this one's for Hank. Peace. Peace.